Welcome aboard, TTA travelers. We hope you enjoy Tomorrowland Transit Authority's Super Skyway. Star Tours announces the arrival of the Endor Express. Once we've had a chance to service the Star Speeder, we'll begin our boarding procedures. Thank you. Body Probe Sierra 657 is online for miniaturization in Bay 3. Condition code green. W Radio. Your information station. Hello, my friend, and welcome to the WW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangello, and this is show number 740. And together, as we have been for nearly 18 years, we're going to celebrate the magic of the Disney parks, movies, and more. Here on the podcast, my weekly live video on Facebook every Wednesday night, event, blog, and more. Please be sure to join the community at www.radio.com slash clubhouse. Subscribe to the podcast. They can find everything else at www.radio.com. And I want to invite you to join us way out west this week as we gather around the campfire to recap our WDW Radio Adventures by Disney to Wyoming and discuss not just our adventure, but really break down what makes an ABD such a remarkable travel experience. Then stay tuned for our Disney trivia question of the week and more updates at the end of the show. And if you like what you hear, please share the show and tell a friend. So sit back, relax. And enjoy this week's episode of the WW Radio Show. It took us more than three years, almost to the day, actually almost four, if you go back to when we first announced it. A lot of patience. Thank you, COVID. Although some things are worth waiting for. Planning. Thank you, Mouse Fan Travel. And in my case, carb loading. But on July 19th, 2023, we finally set off on our WDW Radio Adventures by Disney to Wyoming. And a week of new friends, new destinations, a lot of adventure, even more laughter, and I think a lifetime of memories. So this week, we're going to look back at our adventure, not just where we went and what we did, but I think also really looking into what makes Adventures by Disney and traveling as a group unique and memorable. And of course, I did not do this ABD alone, so I also cannot recap and review it on my own. So I want to welcome some of my fellow friends and adventurers to the show or back to the show. First, I want to welcome Stella and Ethan Suib to the show. Hi. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Nikki Ostrowski. Good to see you again. It's been a long time. Yeah, it's been a very long time. <laughs> Cameron Allshouse. Hi, good to be here. Greg and Linda Haas. Hi. And I'm only, uh, I normally do ladies first, but Doobie, you know the rules. I have to save the princess for last. Doobie Mosley from Laughing Place. So happy to see all these faces again. Thanks for having me. Yeah, brother. Good. Doobie and I, we've known each other a very, very long time, but this is your first time ever on the show, isn't it? 
Yeah, it's usually Jeremiah's job, so I'm happy to be here. <laughs> and of course, none of this happens without uh, the lovely and talented Becky Mankin from Mouse Fan Travel. It is great to be here to talk about this because all I have in my mind is you on a horse. So I'm sure we'll get there I eventually. I don't know but... why you're so fixated on me on a horse. You have no idea how many people were private messaging me going, did you get the video of Lou getting on a horse? Was Lou on a horse? Did Lou fall off the horse? So <laughs> There's so many a, more embarrassing. A lot of great memories. <laughs> There's a lot more embarrassing pictures and videos of me. Than just the horse, but that's fine. We will um, we will get to it. I want to thank you guys again. It has just been a couple of weeks, but um, it, in some respects, it seems like it was just yesterday. In other respects, it seems like it was a lifetime ago. And I thought we would do something a little bit different on this recap roundtable. And rather than do a day-by-day -day chronological activity-by-activity -activity recap, I really want to share instead some of our personal reflections and reactions as a whole, while I think highlighting some of what made this trip special for us individually and I think collectively as a group. Um, but what I, in order to sort of frame it and, and give context to this adventure first, and then I want to talk to you guys individually, I want to give a, a quick overview of the high-level look at the itinerary, and then we'll dig a little deeper to it. So the Adventures by Disney to Wyoming, uh, took us to multiple stops on the seven-day adventure where we uh, started in Jackson Hole, moved on to Yellowstone National Park and Grand Teton National Park, uh, Jackson Lake Lodge, the West Thumb Geyser Basin and Old Faithful Inn. We went to uh, Yellowstone National Park uh, again on day four, the Lower Loop Excursion, the Grand Canyon of Yellowstone Hike, and then arrived at Brooks Lake Lodge for a few remarkable days of adventure and outdoor activities, a little bit of late night poker, but we'll get to that uh, as well um, before our adventure wrapped up. But what I, what I want to ask first, uh, now that we've sort of given context of the trip is, who has done an Adventures by Disney before? Which of you have done an Adventure by Disney before? And if any, which was which was the adventure or uh, Becky? We know you have seven hundred and twelve adventures by Disney under your belt. Everybody other than Becky, who has done an adventures by Disney before? Uh, Greg here has with you guys. So which is the one that we've done together? Yeah, you and I. We went to Southern California, did uh, backstage magic. It was amazing. And that was back in twenty fifteen. Eighteen. Time flies. Uh, anybody else? Anybody else ever done an adventure by Disney before? Something that was, was it always something that was on your bucket list or was it this trip that sort of brought you into the idea of doing this type of a vacation experience? Anybody? Well, for me, it was like, I, I've always wanted to do an adventure by Disney and with you because I've done the cruises and this was just when I was available being a teacher. Yeah, she was just during the got, summer. Got to do the California one that she <laughs> didn't get to go. And I can't wait to do another one. It was amazing. So each of you sort of go around the, the, the room as it were. Um, Stella and then Nikki, Doobie and Cameron. Why this trip? What was it about this trip to Wyoming that prompted you to decide to, to join us on it? Well, for us, it 
and I'm going to speak for you until you tell me not to. Um, For us, it was a chance to see a part of the country that I had never seen. I've seen 15 countries around the world, but nothing past the middle of our country. So it was uh, it was that. And it was also to take my lukewarm Disney fan husband and lure him with what I already know he loves, the outdoors and hiking and adventure. And then, oh, and by the way, it's an Adventures by Disney. So well, that's it, what it was for us. It's sometimes, it's so Stella, it's almost like going, taking a non-Disney fan to a Disney park. You have to sort of find their entry point into doing it right. and then introduce them to everything else that either the parks or in this case, an adventure by Disney has to offer. Right. Like I got him to love going to Epcot with me with the food and wine festival and whiskey tastings and all those things. So now he'll he'll look forward to that in the fall. Nice. But this was, you know, uh, to plan a big vacation under the Disney moniker and convince him that it's really going to be great. (laughs) When I sort of was on the fence, is this going to be great? These are things he loves. I think I'm going to die on that raft, but I'll try. So, so it was but I don't combi- want to get ahead of us. Right. So it was it a combination of, you know, because I think you are not alone. I think there is a large segment of this section of the country that we, as, as you know, folks who live in America, you know, we, we travel a lot. Maybe we'll hit the West Coast, but there's this sort of segment in the middle that we don't necessarily go to. It's a part of the country I think that we've thought about going to explore, but maybe we've never had reason or occasion to go. Uh, Nikki, what about for you? So this was actually all of my boyfriend's planning. So he's followed you since he and I met five years ago. And his number one bucket list trip was Jackson Hole. And when he saw that you guys were doing Wyoming, he's like, we have to go. And I was like, what? (laughs) I'm so confused. Because normally he's like me, we do Disney trips, we'll go to California, we just went to California. And um, we've been to Disneyland Paris, but he's like, no, we have to do this. We have to do this one. And I'm like, okay, whatever floats your boat. And I mean, for me, it was like, oh, hiking, perfect. We can do outdoor stuff. And he was like, yeah, but I just want to see it. Because I mean, the pictures and everything and movies don't do it justice. And I was like, okay, we'll do it. And so we called Sue and who was like, this is his idea? I was like, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, I give all the credit to him for picking this trip out. Um, no, I've never really had much interest in doing an ADD. Um, I love cruising, and if I'm going to do something, I want to go on a cruise. But this opportunity came up when um, you guys were doing it back in 2020, and my boss, Benji, gave it to uh, my wife and I and, and Gideon as a gift. You know, I didn't even have to pay for this. This was a combination 50th birthday 25th anniversary gift back in 2020 and um and of course just like a cruise which i never had interest any interest in prior to that and now i'm hooked on cruising now i'm hooked on abding and it's it's really sad but (laughs) no it's it's not an experience i even thought twice about it's not something i wanted to do and now i realize why people do a hundred of them and i'm going to be broke forever (laughs) 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 broke forever but worth it right it's one of those things that it isn't you know we'll talk about this too it it certainly is an investment but it's that sense of did i feel like i got 
my money's worth, or I know for me with ABD and why I, I hate sort of calling it a product, but why I like the product so much is like Disney, it continues to sort of exceed my expectations. Uh, Cameron, what about for you? And you came not alone, you came with your whole family. Yes. Um, so I learned about Adventures by Disney several years ago, and it was kind of a dream to do an Adventures by Disney trip at some point. Um, we've been to Disney World a number of times with our two kids. And last August, we went with my sister and her family to Walt Disney World. We had a great time. But I said, you know what, there are other places that we need to visit in the United States. So we're not allowed to go to Walt Disney World for two years and then in January, I got an email saying, hey, there's one room left for this trip to Wyoming with Adventures by Disney. And it just seemed like a great opportunity. Um, also, um, one of my kids loves camping. The other one does not like camping. One loves being outside. The other one doesn't like being outside so much. And I thought this would be a great mix of being able to stay in a nice hotel, having nice meals, but also having outdoor activities, but activities that were guided and we knew we'd be safe and it wouldn't be, you know, we wouldn't have to like learn about the wildlife in Wyoming ourselves because there'd be guides taking care of us every step of the way. So I thought it would be a really nice mix for all the members of my family. And it was, it was fantastic. Yeah. And Becky, we've done, you've obviously done many, many more than I have, but together and as, as a WW radio community, we've done a number of adventures by Disney. We've done domestically, what was originally called Backstage Magic in Disneyland mm -hmm. and, and Southern California. We've done China. We've done Japan. We've done Italy. But this one is unique, not just because it's domestic, which I think especially for people who are maybe thinking about their first one is sometimes more accessible. But there, I think Wyoming really sort of puts the adventure in Adventures by Disney because like Cameron said, it is this wonderful balance of not just sort of going to luxury hotels and 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 wonderful meals and and guided tours but there is really a sense of adventure and outdoor exploration that comes along with this one yeah it's one of those situations where you, you know you never really play tourist in your hometown so there's always something in your backyard that is fun to go see, but you never do it unless you have people that are coming over to stay with you. That's kind of like what happens with these domestic ABDs. People are kind of like, well, on the backstage magic, of course, if you're a Disney fan, that's Mecca. You have to go on that sometime in, in your life. But to go to Wyoming... It's, it's kind of one of those things where you think about putting all your kids in the back of the station wagon and driving to go see the national park. But the way Adventures by Disney does it, you get to see places and do experiences without thinking, which is the wonderful thing. You know, the itinerary that they're going to put together are the things that you need to see in that in that place and wherever you're going, you're not going to miss anything because they're going to make sure that you're not going to just drive past something that you didn't happen to see on Google maps as you're going through. Um, and then the accommodations, uh, I mean, you wouldn't know that Brooks Lake Lodge existed unless you had this itinerary put together, you might just go to a hotel along the way. So the adventures by Disney really does plan that itinerary perfect from start to end you don't miss anything and you get those wonderful accommodations and you get to travel with some great people that are now your friends yeah so i want to sort of take a, a step back especially for those of you who have never adventured by before i want to know what were sort of your expectations going in in terms of 
what Adventures by Disney was going to offer, the itinerary, maybe what you were most, what were you most looking forward to before you went? And was what you anticipated the thing that you ended up maybe enjoying most? So sort of we'll, we'll reverse the order this time. Uh, Cameron, what about for you in terms of expectations and what you were looking forward to? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, I mean, I was looking forward to spending time outside. I was looking forward to being in Wyoming. I was looking forward to being with my family. Um, work was extremely busy this year. And honestly, one of the reasons we decided to go on Adventures by Disney was because when I plan a trip, I put a lot of time into planning and I did not have time to do that this year. <clears throat> and so going with Adventures by Disney, I knew everything was going to be planned out for us. And so that was, I was really looking forward to that. Um and then um, family time was great. And then I was a little nervous about traveling with a bunch of people I didn't know, but it worked out really well because everybody was amazing. So it really exceeded our expectations in every way. Doobie, what about for you in terms of, of expectations? I had such low expectations. I'm not an outdoors person at all. And for someone who runs a Disney website, I knew remarkably little about Adventures by <laughs> Disney. So I just my expectations were to endure this trip and just pat myself on the back for going outside my comfort zone. Um, I I had no idea the luxury involved. It's funny because my friend Benji, the aforementioned Benji, was on the around the world adventure, and we were chronicling that on our website. So I was looking at everything he was doing every day and going, "Oh my goodness, they are treating these people like kings." I did not realize how similar our experience was going to be to theirs. I did not know. ABD was a luxury experience. If I'd known that, I'd been looking forward to all my life because I'm a luxury kind of guy. I was actually looking forward to Brooks Lake Lodge just from reading the itinerary beforehand. And I mean, it surpassed my expectations there. I know Alex was looking forward mostly to Jackson Hole, but his favorite ended up being Brooks Lake Lodge as well. Not a surprise. Uh, and I'm yeah. sure we'll talk more about that. Uh, Stella and Ethan, what about for you? So I was mostly looking forward to the outdoor stuff because that's what I do. Um, but what I was really surprised about is uh, how much I connected with uh, everybody on the trip and came home with with people I consider friends. I, I was truly surprised, uh, pleasantly surprised, happily surprised about that. Yeah, we were a little nervous, truth be told. We uh, our kids have flown the coop. We have an empty nest and we have a, one cute dog and since we're retired and only 50 something um most of our leisure time during the day is spent together just the two of us so most things that we do it's just the two of us i know my husband said we're not joiners but we don't tend to do group things <laughs> like this and so i was really apprehensive i was looking forward to it but I was scared, I'm going to say, not apprehensive. I was petrified of having to walk into a room with people I didn't know who I'm going to be forced to have fun with for the next week <laughs> and think of something to say that that's worth saying. And I, I was really, that was the most uncomfortable going into that first dinner. And then I met Rebecca um, in the hallway right before and um, she saw me roll my eyes or something. And she said, oh, my gosh, 
I feel the exact same way. I feel like it's the first day of school and we're like waiting to see, is the teacher going to be nice? And <laughs> am I going to have any friends? And I felt like, I, mean, I know this wasn't the case, but I felt like everybody already knew each other there. And I was the only one who didn't know anybody. So when I met Rebecca in the lobby and we said, okay, we're going to do this. And we walked in and we sat together at dinner and from that very first day, I felt like, okay, I can do this. I can chat with somebody and then chat with somebody else. And by the time the end came, I I was shocked, but I was so overwhelmed. I was crying saying goodbye to these people that I literally have only known for seven days. And I thought, who are you? Like, why are you so attached to these people? And I, like, I miss them. Like I see these faces now and I'm, I'm like, oh yeah, there they are. I wish we can go back and do it again. If I had the feeling I have now on that very first day, I wouldn't have wasted those mm -hmm. few moments at the beginning worrying so much about it because it was it was by far the best part. I mean, the activities were great. The bison was the best I've ever had <laughs> and only. <laughs> um, but it's really that that I came away so moved by all these people. And we made a conscious effort, especially at Brooks Lake, to choose a different group or family to sit with at every meal. So we could talk to them and find out something about their life and they can find out something about our life. And that made all the difference. And I remember the first day at Yellowstone, um, no, the lodge, the geyser one. Old Faithful what was Inn? The name of that hotel? Yeah, Old Faithful Inn. We had dinner with Nikki and Alex. We didn't know them. They literally turned up and we were like, oh, we don't know them. So let's, we had dinner together, the four of us. And it was so much fun that you would think I had known these people, but mm -hmm. I literally have known them for 12 hours at that point. So to me, yes, all the activities were great. The fact that I never had to carry my own suitcase <laughs> was great. Um, as a celiac traveling that I never had to worry about anything or think about anything. I was never hungry, so I couldn't even think about it. It is the people by far doing it as this group that made all the difference for me. So I, I agree. And I'm happy that, that you brought that up because I think the, the group dynamic can can be both intimidating at the very beginning, but it's also such an important part and really can can significantly impact the overall experience. I will tell you the same way. The first time I did one of these, you know, and even when I've done cruises and things like that before, you know, hosting, like you worry, like, is everybody going to get along? It's like getting the whole family together at, at, at the holidays. Like, is the whole family going to get along? I come from an Italian family. It doesn't always happen that way around Christmas, but even with a large group of people who have never met before, I think it's interesting. And I'd love to hear from, from everybody else about, you know, your feelings about the, the, the camaraderie with fellow travelers throughout the adventure and, and thoughts about going together as a group, because yes, you are going, you know, this is different because you're going with people that you don't know, but that you know, you have at least something like WW radio is sort of like the common factor, right? There's the, the common thread between how did you feel about, you know, 
the the group dynamic as a whole. Um, Greg, you've done it before. Uh, Linda, you, you haven't you hadn't done it. No. Nope. Yeah. So what, what was your your quick thoughts about the the group dynamic? I think like for me, that was one of the things I was like looking forward to because I've been on the cruises before that you were just talking about, and I knew how like when we get together as a group, how much fun it was. So I was really kind of looking forward to that. And I was looking forward to the um, just being seeing the the Rockies, seeing Grand Teton, and seeing Yellowstone. And Old Faithful was yeah. just that was something I was really looking forward to. And at the end, I mean, I could feel myself like when we were like, "Oh, what was your best part?" I was kind of choking up, and it was because of the people that we went with. Yeah, I mean, we did. We also made an an effort to go to a different table each night when we we're at Brooks Lake and try to sit with different people because we didn't want to be the same people every single meal. And we Although wanted, we liked, we wanted yeah, we, to meet we everybody. We liked everybody. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. But um, we just wanted to mingle. And I mean, I'm a very introvert. I'm, I'm not like that. My wife's definitely more like that because she's a teacher and she's dealing with people all day long. Um, so, I mean, it's good. <laughs> She kind of pushes me out of my comfort zone anyway for that kind of stuff. Well, and I think so. it will get to the guides later. But I think the guides do that as well. It's 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 one of the the huge pros about having the Disney Adventures by Disney guides there. And we'll talk about sort of what some of the other things that they bring to the table because they do they see that right. They see the dynamic. They will help people not sort of you know be introverts and, and sitting at a table by themselves or just sort of eating with the same people. They do a lot to very seamlessly and easily effectuate sort of the, the group dynamic. Nikki, what about for you? Yeah, so I am, I'm similar to Greg. I'm an introvert and Alec is very social. He's the social butter, butterfly of us. And like, same thing. I love how Stella and Ethan touched on the first night because you ever like, well, let's fly by the seat of our pants and see if they want to sit with us. And so that was awesome. And then same thing, we did make the initiative to, sit at different tables at Brook Lake Lodge and just to get to know people better and kind of, oh, where are you from? And how did you find Lou? And and then it just kind of broken down from there and just to just talk with people more and get to know them better. And Cameron, for you traveling, you know, with your husband, with kids, and you have sort of this family unit, it can sometimes be easy just to sort of insulate yourselves and do things on your own. But you guys, the same thing too. I think what I loved seeing was, that same everybody sort of interacting with everybody the entire time. Yeah, it was, it was really nice. I mean, I've listened to enough of your podcast to know that, that you seem to attract nice people. So I was certain everybody on the trip would be nice. Um, but yeah, I'm an introvert, but I do like being with people, but it can be hard for me. Just like Stella was saying to walk into a room of people. I don't know. Um, and then my 16 year old Jasper is, needs a lot of downtime, but Everybody in my, like all four of us just got comfortable with everybody really quickly. Even, um, yeah, the second night at Brooks Lake, Jasper wanted to go back down to the main lodge and brought his notebook and was drawing. Um, I mean, that says, that says a lot that we were just so comfortable with the group. And, and there was a nice mix of having meals where we sat with other people, but then there were also some meals like at Old Faithful Inn, um, where we, we ate by ourselves. So there's kind of a nice mix of the family time and then the this extended adventure family time. Um, so it was a really nice mix for us. Doobie, same for you? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm the extrovert in the family, so I wasn't nervous about the dinner at all, but my, 
my wife is very introverted. I did not even know about her seeing you beforehand, Stella. So I, I just I just told her that made me so happy. But um, yeah, we sat at that table with you guys the first night. And then later on, you guys were talking about how you guys are such introverts. And I'm like, that didn't come through at all. You guys were hilarious that first night. The group was just awesome. The people is what made it. And um, just what everyone else said, you know, the, the activities were incredible. But when I think about this trip, all I think about is all these faces and all the stuff we did together, much more than the activities. You would never know. I, I will be very transparent. I, I'm actually an, an introverted extrovert. Um, I, I'm very introverted. And, and I've, I imagine myself sometimes like coming as a guest, like the same thing, like especially if I would like, you know, I travel a lot by myself. You know, there's a lot of times when I travel by myself, I'm eating by myself or I'm doing things by myself. But I loved how just organically the 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 groups and the people come together and i know it's obviously very much by design and becky you know we've done enough of these together to see i think the very first time i did it was like becky we've hit lightning in a bottle like there's no way we could do another one of these and everybody's going to get along the same way they did on this first one and everyone has sort of been a similar type of repeat people forming bonds and relationships and lifelong friendships and yes there there are a lot of like wonderfully emotional tears at at the last after spending you know six and a half days together, it, it's it's incredible to see those types of bonds form so quickly. They do such a great job in the recipe of the design of these trips, how they pull people together, and I loved it too. As um, as Stella was talking, all I could remember Stella was your face at the airport. You just looked at me and you were you were in tears, which I had heard the story about how apprehensive you were to um, to join the first night and to see that complete transformation in literally six nights was amazing to me. Um, I love the way that they find that common string that every family and, and I've been on other adventures by Disney that wasn't a group like this that we're, we're kind of already head of the game because like you said everyone's got WDW radio in, in common um most on, on some of these other trips it, it, the very least you know that you love Disney or you love that location but how they pull it together and and just throw in a pinch of this and a splash of that and stir it together and create a family at the end of a week is amazing to me, and it happens every single time. And it's in it's, if you've never done an Adventures by Disney before, and the way that Becky and I, when when we do them and and plan them, and sometimes even you know Becky helps to to customize them, we're also very um, intentional in terms of the size of the group. Right, we never want the group to be so large that it's easy to get mm -hmm. lost in. I think this group was you know twenty nine people, which was a really perfect number. We were all on the, on the bus together. We all sort of ate in the same areas together, even in, in places like uh, the, the Old Faithful Inn. So I think that really does help the group dynamic. We're talking about how this ABD, and I know especially for me, is very different than ones I've done in the past. Going to Wyoming is very different than going to China. It's very different than going to Italy. It's certainly very different than going to, you know, Pink's hot dogs in Southern California. And I think part of the appeal and the beauty of this ABD is the beauty of the destination or the destination destinations, plural. And Wyoming is known, and now I understand why, for its stunning landscapes and certainly the, the national parks, which 
location, which sort of of the locations that we visited along the way or parks left the most lasting impression on you and why? I'm going to mix things up a bit and and Doobie, you can go first. Um, I mean, the obvious answer is Brookside Lodge, which was which was really heaven. But honestly, I, I, I look at the Jackson downtown Jackson webcam multiple times every <laughs> single day and just want to teleport myself back there. I love I love the combination of small town yet touristy. It's just right up my alley. And, you know, every both mornings I was there, um, I got up early and just walked around the town when it was really quiet. And I, I love Jackson, Wyoming and cannot wait to just go back there and, you know, sneak into back into the Ward Hotel and just spend more time <laughs> in that little city with the little shops and, you know, go back to the local and see that crazy server we had. I just I love Jackson, Wyoming. I uh, I agree a hundred percent. Really, so I see why people go and visit, and you know, for those who can afford it, <laughs> we'll we'll get a vacation home there. Um, Greg and Linda, what about for you? What what was um, you know which location sort of left the most lasting impression on you, and why? For me, I can't even. I love Jackson. Yeah, you love for the same reason. I love the shopping. <laughs> I love walking around. I love the play. I love the cowboy bar. Um, I love seeing Old Faithful, but Brook, Brooks Lake Lodge, I just. It was so relaxing and you could do nothing or everything. It was amazing. I got to say, pictures do not do Wyoming justice. You just no. can't capture it in a picture. It's just so pretty everywhere. You know, I was just thinking today, I think one of the things I like the most about this trip is it was a perfect amount of we're on the go. And then there was enough time to, to relax and, and play poker at night. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not on the itinerary, just to be clear. <laughs> it was just, it was, there was just enough of, like, let's get going and let's relax. I, I mean, I'm going to say, the, just the scenery everywhere was so gorgeous. Oh. And that Grand Canyon of the Ocean, that whole hike we took. Oh, Everything was beautiful. Just, there's no, no scenery that's ugly. It's just beautiful everywhere. You know, I mean, I always wanted to see Old Faithful. I got to see it. You know, I saw it erupting twice. And friends, friends were getting bored at my pictures. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. The pictures and the videos and anything that you see on the big or small screen cannot do this justice. And we all said it. I think more than once, there would be vistas that we'd be looking at and going, "This looks fake. It looks like something." I was going to say it looks like Soren, but the but the curve that the screen is so curved it actually looks more fake than the real thing. Um, Cameron, what about for you? Um, I loved seeing the Grand Tetons. I just could not get over it. It just was amazing. We were saying, yeah, it looked like a backdrop. We sent some pictures back home to our family in Massachusetts and they were saying, it looks like you're in front of a backdrop. <laughs> but I, They were just amazing. There was still snow on them. I didn't know there were glaciers in Wyoming. There are glaciers. Um, yeah, they they were just stunning from every angle. We saw them a number of different days, and that was amazing. And then I'd heard of Old Faithful, but I did not know there were that many geysers in that area. Like everywhere you looked, there was steam coming out of the ground, <laughs> and it was just yeah, it, that was amazing. I hadn't known about that part of the the geography there, um, so that was really neat as well. And then the um, Grand Canyon of Yellowstone was phenomenal. Yeah, I hadn't I hadn't expected that. I was going to say Cameron stole mine because I was like saying biking against the Grand Tetons. It it looked fake, and 
I sent video to my parents. And they're like, that doesn't look real. And I said, oh, it's real. And that's real snow. But yeah, and I know Alex loved Jackson so much. He wants to go back again. And um, it's funny because I've already been pinged through um, a bunch of different races in the area. And I'm like, dang it, man, <laughs> don't do this to me. <laughs> It, it, to me, it's almost impossible to pick. I mean, the the, the beauty out there. So we, we split our time between upstate New York and Florida. Um, and where we are in New York, we're surrounded by mountains. We've got the Adirondacks to the north and the Catskills to the south. Uh, we have the Berkshire Mountains to the uh, east. Um, so we're, we're literally surrounded by mountains. At least I thought we were surrounded by mountains. And then you get out west, those are mountains. <laughs> I mean, the, the, they're stunning. Um, it, 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 standing at the top of uh, uh, Brooks Lake Mountain, um, that, that view, I, I may never see something like that again. Um, and, and while that was completely awesome, the, the alien landscape of um, geological, uh, geological features in, in Yellowstone. Peat pots. Yeah, mud pots and, <laughs> mud pots. and hot springs and geysers. And, um, and and not just one, uh, you know, not just Old Faithful, but they're everywhere. It's 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 amazing. And it's to me, it's, it's really difficult to pick a favorite. There were just too many. Becky, I'm going to save you your 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 breath. Becky's going to say Brooks Lake Lodge for all no. of the reasons. I was, I was actually going to take a different turn on this for a second, which <laughs> you might appreciate. Besides the fact that are, there were over 500 geysers in the area, which was really cool to look at. I was actually going to take a different tactic on it because I want to compare for a second. Um, you know, the the ABDs that we've been on, especially the ones recently, are go, 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 go. You, you get there and you're up. It's six o'clock in the morning because you have to have a breakfast at seven. You got to be on the coach by eight and off you go to see all the amazing things that they have planned that day. This particular itinerary really let me breathe. So we weren't getting up at 5 a.m. and running around like crazy. We were getting up at seven and having breakfast at eight and then going to do whatever we wanted to do. And um, yes. Okay, fine. Brooks Lake Lodge. <laughs> FYI. <laughs> Just to go ahead and say, yes, you're right. Um, but it was the fact that we all had so many options available to us. And somebody had touched on this earlier that this particular itinerary really allowed you to do as much and be as active as you wanted to be or as slowed down and peaceful and relaxed as you wanted to be. So there were a lot of options, a lot of choices, a lot of amazing things to, to see and do, especially when you're standing on a caldera that could you know, blow up and take out the earth at any given time. Uh, that's not necessarily in the marketing materials, by the way. <laughs> exactly. I know. But um, just the fascination of the entire thing. But to be able to sit on the well, you guys were off doing things, just sitting on the grass at Brooks Lake Lodge and throwing a ball for the dog for an hour was just amazing to me. So a lot of things really hit home. But yeah. All right. Fine. Brooks Lake Lodge. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for me, I was very fortunate as as a kid. Um, we we traveled a lot of the country um, by car. My my mom didn't fly, so we drove a, through a, a lot of the country. And even one summer, we went from New Jersey, sort of across the top of the country, and then down some of the western states, and then across. But never really hit this part of America before. And I loved being able to see it 
this way. And I will tell you, honestly, through a lot of really, I think at, at all of the destinations, there were moments for me that I got very emotional, like looking at these landscapes and things I had only seen in in pictures. I won't say things I only seen in encyclopedias before things I had only seen in pictures before and to have the the privilege of being able to go and see it and breathe that incredibly clean air and be at altitudes I had never been at before. I, I did. I, I got, you know, I'm an emotional guy. I got emotional and I, and I said, you know, on at, at sort of our farewell dinner, I said, you know, it, this country may not be perfect, but my God, it's beautiful. And it is. And it really gives you an appreciation of just how spectacular and how different, different parts of the the country are. We don't have mountains in Florida. We have speed bumps. Like, that's about it. That's about as high as the mountains go here. So it was a, a remarkable experience. Um, uh, yeah, I just got to throw in the amazement of your daughter when she found out that she was actually standing on top of a, a volcano, literally running around <laughs> in circles going, why didn't anybody tell me that this was a volcano? Nobody's told me that this thing could erupt. It was absolutely hilarious watching her go through that realization. Do we? Can I real quick? Yeah. So I've been telling people, people are like, Oh, what part of Wyoming did you go to? And I'm like, I, I don't, I have no idea where I was in Wyoming. <laughs> I really feel like I got on an airplane, got off on a different planet because nothing that I saw resembled anything I've experienced in my life. And then seven days later, got back on the airplane and came back to Earth. That's how different and incredible this was compared to everything else I've, I've, I've done in my life. Yeah, I, I like you, I had never seen and I didn't know what a mud pot was. I didn't know what some of these different geological formations were. And, you know, you can go to Wilderness Lodge and see their version of Old Faithful, but it's it's different when you see it with your own eyes and and are standing there among new friends and being able to experience it together and then go off and explore on your own and, and really come to appreciate just the, the beauty of nature um, in, and I think in a way that, that you don't get to do before. Um, Becky says, I, I, Becky says she has the, the Jackson Hole webcam up. I may or may not have opened it up a couple of times myself. <laughs> Um, the I don't moment know what that he said that I was like, oh, my God, there's a webcam. And I like, you know, poke that in there and it's on the other screen. And it's really cool to look at that and see all the excitement. And I wish I was back. Right. And to say, like, I was there. Right. I was yeah. there. And I and somebody just said, yeah, Brooks Lake Lodge has one, too. But in addition to just the being outside in nature and exploring all, all the natural beauty that Wyoming has to offer, there were so many different activities that you could, and what I love about, especially this ABD2, is you could choose to do what you felt comfortable. Some we, some of us chose to do things that made us uncomfortable. We'll get to that as well. Or just to do nothing at all. So we talk about things like whitewater rafting and horseback riding and archery and, and having a ranger, right? A, a ranger come along with us and guide us through some of these natural landscapes to explain to us what we were seeing the guides taking us on hikes of different elevations and and different uh levels of of stress and strain on our little bodies we'll get to that as well too but what was what do you think was your favorite activity or highlight from this trip in addition to sort of enjoying the natural landscape what is the thing that you did the activity that we did together as as a group 
that really maybe was was most memorable for you, Nikki? Probably the hike, um, the large hike to Brooks Lake uh, Mountain. That was pretty cool. I I was very worried for Alex. I was very worried for you, Lou, <laughs> and a couple other people. And I was like, ooh, but. I mean, it was just cool to see the view at the top and know that you accomplished going from 9,000 feet to 11,000 feet in altitude. And it was just amazing. I would highly, highly recommend it. Greg and Linda, what about for you? What what highlight or activity was, was your favorite? I think I liked the um, the raft. Oh, the, um, we did the, okay, yeah. We, we didn't do the white raft. We did the float. We trip. did the float. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Welcome, Becky. That was fun. Yep. And right? I'm like very proud of myself for doing the hike. But the one from um, in Yellowstone. In Yellowstone, right? The what they call from Willow Falls to Artist Point. That was a nice hike. I mean, thank was, you, Nikki. <laughs> there was a few switchbacks there. They're a little tough in the middle of the hike, but it was still great, and the, it was just beautiful too. So it felt like a real sense of accomplishment when we were done. Yep. Doobie, what about for you? Um, you know, I didn't do this big hike, and I, I go back and forth between kicking myself and patting myself on the back for still being alive. So um, <laughs> the whitewater rafting, you know, really full day one. I was nervous as heck, and I appreciate so much our other guide, Casey, for, you know, kind of calming the nerves. And then once we actually got out there, was incredible and then especially for my son who i was really nervous for him and thought he might be miserable to take to it so much that he got in the water um yeah it got off to a great start the white water rafting was incredible yeah love gideon everybody loves gideon he he was awesome <laughs> um i have to say white water rafting first that was really fun um it was exciting to go through some rapids it was fun to be in the little mellow parts where we could jump out of the raft and swim my family was some of the first to jump in that freezing cold water <laughs> so that was really fun um and then uh, we went horseback riding, which we hadn't done before. So that was really fun as well. And my you know, Jasper was a little nervous about it. Brennan was excited to try it. But afterwards, my kids loved it. They were really excited to have that opportunity. Um, and then the Brooks Mountain hike was amazing. So I can't pick just one, but whitewater rafting was really, really fun. It's hard because each one offered something different, whether it was the views, whether it was something, a, a physical activity. I know with the horseback riding at, at Brooks Lake Lodge, you know, you're sort of in this valley of, of incredibly, you know, high mountains that just seem like they are so high and so far away. And when you get to the top of it on your horse and you look down and you see the lodge and then come back to the lodge and go, I was up there. Like I made it up, you know, up that mountain by horse. Yeah. Um, it, it was, was pretty one incredible. Day, we did the horseback riding one day. And we rode the horses by the bottom of Brooks Mountain. And then the next day we hiked to the top of the cliff, the top of Brooks Mountain. So that was pretty amazing seeing it from the two different perspectives. Um, For me, uh, we hike uh, in real life, too. So I loved hiking and I was very proud of the fact that I didn't die on the Brooks Mountain hike, even though it was tough. But I have to say, for me, the most memorable had to be the rafting because I think that's what I was most afraid of. And I thought I up until that morning, I almost talked myself out of it up until that morning. And then I decided, when am I ever going to do this again? So I'll just do it. So 
I did it and I was sandwiched. I don't know if you remember, Lou, I was sandwiched in between you and Deanna behind me. So between you making me laugh and Deanna counting. So I knew when to row and when to stop. I, I, I felt very cared for and I had so much fun. And when Marion uh, sat on the end of the raft and she was really like, it's so fun. Just do it. What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> so I did it. And it was so fun. So um, that to me was the most out of my comfort zone physically that I was. And it's the most memorable because I can't imagine I'll get an opportunity to do that again. So I'm very glad that I did it. So there's a couple of really important points there, right? First and foremost, like in the Disney parks, anywhere else, safety is always number one, right? So you know that anything that you do is going to be the safest possible thing you could do anywhere. So if you are thinking about doing whitewater rafting or you want to do a hike, this is the time and place to do it because you are surrounded by people who have expertise where safety is a priority. So I never worried about that, right? Because I've done the ABDs before. Normally, like, I'd be, like, the nervous parent, like, watching my kids, even though my kids are, like, 19 and 18. Like, you know, the nervous parent with their kids in the whitewater rafts hitting class two and class three and sitting on the end and jumping in the water. But there's there's this recurring theme as we're talking. And really, and I noticed as the ABD went on, which was this idea of pushing beyond your limits, I think many of us took on our own individual adventures, um, whether it was horseback riding or, or going outside your comfort zone and doing the whitewater rafting, um, hiking. I was so excited for what I thought was going to be like nice, calm, simple, like majestic, cue the music, hikes, and it was going to be like all downhill and there'd be snack stops along the way. It wasn't like that. And as the... ABD went on. We were doing more. I, I was I was so happy that I was able to do these things individually, do them with my family, do them with you, my extended family. And, and all along, we're sort of hearing whispers about the hike at Brooks Lake Lodge, like the big hike at the end. And it's funny because I noticed sort of like the temperature of the conversation was, you know, it's really challenging. This is really going to be a challenging hike. And I'm like, oh, maybe maybe I shouldn't do this. Then it's like, no, no, no. If you could do whitewater rafting, you could do the hike. I'm like, okay, I can do this. And then my kids are into it and Deanna's into it. And everybody else is like, yeah, 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 I'm going. And they're like, you know, it's a, cha it's a challenging hike, right? I, I will admit again, um, this for me was the most physically challenging activity I've ever done. Um, and, and I wouldn't have been able to, I wouldn't have done it, nor would I have been able to do it without the group, right? The, the, the group is so supportive. The guides are wonderful. Um, I am, you know, embarrassed and not embarrassed to say that maybe I was bringing up the rear of the pack a few times here and there. Um, and you have these moments like, I, I can't do it. I just can't go any farther, but this idea, Stella, of this is the only time I'm going to be able to do it, and I need to sort of push myself, and the guides are are so wonderful. And again, we'll, we'll talk about Dusty and Casey a little more. Uh, of course, they're also liars, too, because it's one of those, it's like running a marathon, like, oh, you're almost there. No, you're not. You're not almost there. They'd be like, <laughs> I remember they said, you're almost to the meadow. 
And I'm like, oh, the meadow, I'm assuming, is the top of the mountain. And I'm pushing myself to get there. And I'm hyperventilating. And I'm snacking along the way. And I get there. And I fall back onto the grass. And I'm like, this is beautiful. And, and it's like sound of music. And there's all these wildflowers. And they're like, yeah, come on. Only three quarters of a mile more to go. I'm like, wait a minute. You just told me we were, we were there. Um, but the rewards were worth it. Right, the, the payoff of doing all these things and pushing outside and your comfort zone was was um, absolutely worth it. And I think that's one of the things that ABD, the way they structure these, allowing you to choose what you want and having the help and the support and the safety and security is what I think, too, ABD and, and the guides bring as well. And, and Becky, especially for some of the places that we've traveled, we know sort of how important safety and security really is. Yeah, that, that safety factor is huge. It, they vet every single provider, every single person that you come in contact with. We know that there's going to be added pieces of security. Yeah, there's a reason why I didn't take that hike with you. <laughs> <laughs> there's no way that I could have made it on some of, of those with my wonderful knees, which is why I stayed back and found a love for archery my inner merida kind of took over you guys were hiking i was just checking in every once in a while because of course they are they're communicating back to the team at the lodge and they're like yep no one's died yet so i'm like okay good i'm off to go like shoot people mangelo's close but not yet (laughs) exactly it's like darn so they were giving us updates on what was going on but i went and i i found the, the two things that I loved most of all, and I, I didn't realize I was going to love archery the way I did. I stepped up, took a couple of, t- um, of tries at it, didn't do all that well. The girl looked at me, said, adjust this. And I was just like one after another after another. And I felt really good doing it. So that was wonderful. My second most favorite activity that we did, and I'm sure we'll talk much more about this, was the poker nights. Um, <laughs> Again, not on the official itinerary. Not on the official <laughs> itinerary. However, anybody can grab a deck of cards and sit down and play poker at the lodge. Again, another option if that's what you'd like to do. Um, but those are the two things that I love the most. Plus, of course, congratulations to all of you who took on those challenges, it, whether it be that hike or or Doobie getting into a white rod or raft or Stella walking into a room for dinner. Um, it's just amazing to hear the stories from all of you of how you kind of took on a challenge. And, and Lou, I know that hike was not the easiest thing for you. And it was awesome that you did it along with everybody else. So that's great. But they do have you know, medical things. They do have training. They do have um, that safety and security of being surrounded by that little bit of a Disney bubble, even outside of the parks. It's such a great way to travel. And as you mentioned, like places like China or or Egypt or places that you may not think that you want to visit on your own, ABD is a great, great way to take on that challenge. And big or small, I think we all had some of these I did it moments. Like I'm so happy that I canoed. I did this thing with my son, my wife, my husband. I did this thing on my I own. I threaded a knot with an arrow. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> but it is, it is that wonderful sense of accomplishment and then coming back together and then sharing the stories um, with one another. But one thing that you mentioned, we, you know, we talked about, I think that is a, a, a plus that I really like that, that ABD does is, I love that in addition to what is planned out for you, and there is a lot, and just as a quick aside, 
you know, when you go to these destinations, and I really, this really hit home when we did the Adventures by Disney to Italy. We stayed an additional day in Venice. And I remember waking up that morning going, let me just look and see, you know, top 20 things to do while you're in Venice and hit some of those things that we didn't do. Every single thing that was on that list, we had done. And I was Mm -hmm. like, wow, like they really do make sure to hit the highlights of all the locations that you go to. But I love that in addition to that, they do build in time for you to spend on your own, however you would like, either alone with friends in the group, relaxing, doing another activity. Talk to me a little bit about how you spent some of that downtime, that off time, a a favorite thing that you did or found or restaurant that you went to, or just taking time to relax. Uh, However it was that you spent that time on your own, Greg and Linda. I liked the cowboy bar from oh, Jackson Hole. <laughs> cowboy Coaster was fun too. The day we oh, walked Oh yeah, up. that was fun was too. Yeah, that was Deanna's yeah, we suggestion. She suggested going there. You we gotta did. go. You gotta go. That was fun. <laughs> that was great time. <laughs> and I liked the Poconites. <laughs> <laughs> especially the final one. <laughs> yeah, especially the final one. It's only because you won. Linda won the poker that's tournament, fun. so that's why. <laughs> so I'm not end. saying that you hustled us, but. Um, <laughs> Would you start calling Linda the liar? <laughs> <laughs> I was going well, to say the nickname. Lou, that you- <laughs> Lou, you're just mad because because I called your bluff. That that was that was awesome. That was like. I, I will always remember that face because now I know. <laughs> Cameron, what about uh, what about for you um, in terms of things that you did? You know, you individually or you sort of collectively with your family in in some of the downtime. Uh, in Jackson, the first day we were there, or second day we were there, we got there a day early. Um, we found an arts building there, and there were some people outside by some art installations, and they said that there are, I think, 22, I get that number wrong, 22 murals around Jackson, and they gave us a map, and so it became my mission to try to find all 22 murals. I think I got to 20 of them. Uh, My kids got burnt out after a few, (laughs) but I kept going, and that was a really neat way to see different parts of Jackson, and they have all kinds of sculptures around there and like little quirky things that if you're really looking around, you just, you know, see, we found like a little metal moose sculpture on the side of a signpost. And like, it was just really, really a cool town. And then in, um, at Brooks Lake Lodge, we have, we had a really good time playing on the shuffleboard table. Um, so anytime there's downtime, we'd usually end up there. And that was really fun. I played a lot of shuffleboard myself in the bar and I had a nice sauna time at the little spa building. And I believe there was a group in the hot tub at one point. Jackson is a very walkable little town. Um, we're coffee drinkers. We hit at least three different coffee yeah. shops while we, there, while we were there. Cowboy yeah. coffee. Cowboy coffee Cowboy was coffee. a standout. <laughs> uh, the second night, or the final night in Jackson, we got up early in the morning, had breakfast, and we walked around the whole town, checked out um, a couple of the bookstores and different shops. Um, and then at Brooks Lake, we would do hiking in the morning and then we would go in the bar in the afternoon because <laughs> <laughs> Alex refused to, we need to relax. So we made friends with the bartender and she gave us all the local beers to try. And um, we talked with Ian, who was the chef and learned all about where he sourced all the meat from and all the food and cooking techniques. So that was a lot of fun. Yeah. And we'll, well, we'll talk more about 
the, the I mean, I guess we'll get to food at, at some point. Uh, Doobie, what about you and your family and, and some of your downtime? Um, so I'll speak for my family too. Um, I know Rebecca enjoyed uh, the hot tub enough that she went to it twice. I think that first time it was you and Linda or Absolutely. she and Linda that were there. And she, she talked how much she liked that. Uh, Gideon, I, I guess this is maybe technically activity, but not really. After horseback riding, he just had some downtime and he ran into Dusty while all you crazy people were off hiking. And he and Dusty went canoeing together for an hour, just the two of them. And, you know, Dusty has a background. He still works at Disney World and entertainment. So he and Gideon talked Disney. And I know that will be one of Gideon's greatest memories of his life, just spending an hour talking Disney with someone like Dusty on a canoe. I'm so happy that happened. Um, and then for me, I enjoyed walking around Jackson just by myself every morning. Um but nothing's going to be poker night, which, you know, <laughs> poker night was everything. I had so much fun playing poker all three nights with you guys. I can't even tell you. Poker and I'm going to use everything. this time to announce the uh, the annual WDW Radio Poker Tournament uh, coming, <laughs> coming soon. <laughs> Uh, Let's do it. <laughs> I, you know, I do. We really love Jackson. We really love Jackson. Uh, we also got in a day early. I highly recommend getting in a day early before any adventure by Disney because you just never know. But it also gives you time to sort of unwind, get acclimated, sometimes even getting acclimated to the altitude in places like um, in, in places like Wyoming. We, too, we walked the town. We shopped. We had an inordinate amount of Calway coffee, and we did the coaster up the mountain. Um, the, I, this was like the most active, non-relaxing vacation, and I mean that in the best possible sense. I didn't really have a lot of time that was just sort of sitting down and relaxing. But like Doobie, I loved you know that one day we went out to lunch with my family and your family, and we've known each other for you know, more than a decade, but I think this is the first time that we really just sort of sat down and chatted and got to know you and your wife and, and Gideon a little more. And throughout the weekend, throughout the, throughout the week, being able to do that with everybody, being able to spend time individual with everybody and getting to hear your stories and getting to know more uh, about you as well was was some of the, the downtime that, that I really enjoyed most. Um, you know, we've mentioned a couple, I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. I just want to say, because we've talked a lot about um, the friends and stuff, and I just want to make mention in case anyone's out there, some people have asked me, "Should is this something you can do alone? And we had one person, Becky, you weren't really alone. We had one person on our group who really was alone, um, Jackie. And I just love the way that everyone made Jackie a part of their family. You never would have known that she was actually on this ABD by herself. I looked at so many pictures where she is in the family pictures. So if anyone out there is thinking, is ABD a good thing to do on, on your own? Um, I can't imagine a better vacation to do if you're if you're a solo traveler. Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, we have the same thing happen when we do group cruises. We have a lot of people like, can I, should I come alone? Can I do this alone? And I think it's just the nature of the group. And, you know, we use the word community a lot, but it's it's true. Like we are community, we are family. And I, and I love seeing that um, nobody is, is left out and, Certainly nobody got left behind, which is why I made it to the top of the mountain. Um, very quickly, we, we talked about some of the destinations and, and places that we went and visited, and we'll get to the places that we ate. But we stayed at three different hotels. Um, the Wart Hotel in Jackson, a, a 1941 small boutique hotel. I think it's 50 or 55 or so rooms. Um, the legendary Old Faithful Inn, which 
yes, go into Wilderness Lodge and you clearly see a lot of inspiration. One of the, the it's one of, if not the largest, I know at one point it was like the largest log style structures in the world built by just 50 people in, in 13 months, which is crazy. Um, it's spectacular. And Brooks Lake Lodge, which again, I don't think any of us would have heard of had it not been for this Adventures by Disney, but this wonderfully secluded lodge that we had all to ourselves that has just, I think, seven rooms in the main building and then eight out cabin. Which of the three, uh, let me do it this way. Who <laughs> who does not feel that Brooks Lake Lodge was your favorite of the three resorts that we stayed in and why? Um, Doobie's like, he's sheepishly I, raising his hand. I mean, obviously when you take everything into account, Brooks Lake was the best, but just looking at the lot, the, the, the lodging itself, especially since we ended up in a, in a, um, in a main room by our choice. So I'm not complaining. Um, I really, 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 really like the Ward Hotel. It's such a fun hotel. They used to be a casino and all the decor around there. The food was really good. And obviously being right there in Jackson, I even went down to the gym one morning and, you know, so um, I really like the Ward Hotel. I, I, I do. Really nice. Real, real metal keys. Yeah. So. Yeah. There's I'm something very charming. Hotel. I'm going to stick up for the Ward Hotel, even though obviously Brooks Lake Lodge is the winner. I'm with you. I love the Ward. I really, mm -hmm. I really, really like the Ward Hotel. It, it told the story really well because you're going back to the old West and, and yeah, when they handed me the metal key again, it's like, what do I tap this on? I forget how to open my door, <laughs> but then you have, cause you have to move the, the key um, thing that's over. So you can't tell that there's an actual hole to put the key in. So you're literally going, where do I put this thing? And then you realize that you could move it. So yeah, but I, I love the history of that building. And, and again, um, some of the doors that had this ornate carvings in it of cowboys and Native Americans and scenes and buffalo. And it, it really kind of was a great way to start the adventure. It set the tone and, and for the, the story to come. So one thing we haven't talked about really yet, although we've alluded to it a, a little bit, and, and it's, you're probably, hi, I'm Lou, surprised it's taken so long to get here. But dining experiences on Adventures by Disney are often a memorable part of any Disney adventure. No matter where you go, Disney really makes sure that they select locations and dining experiences that are just that. They are true experiences, not just because of the cuisine, but maybe where it is that you're eating, whether it's the the Jackson Playhouse and, and the show that we got to see after. What was for you the most delicious or unique or memorable or outside your comfort zone meal that you had on the trip um stella's saying stella's going no so i'm going to call on stella first <laughs> no i'm saying it's no contest i in no uncertain terms would ever choose to eat bison to search out bison <laughs> but i have to tell you in all of my 53 years that dinner that at the at Brooks Lake Lodge that was bison with that magical sauce. I don't know what voodoo existed in that <laughs> sauce, but, and it wasn't even mine. It was his, I didn't get that, but I was eating that uh, because Ethan chose it. And it was by far the best thing I have ever eaten ever. 
I that's one of the first things I told people about this trip, which was magnificent, was about this bison. Um, so that aside, since I have celiac, mealtime comes with its own stress when you're traveling someplace you've never been or, or places you don't know. Um, but this trip was so seamless for me that I never had to ask more than once, if ever, oh, is this gluten-free? Is there uh, something in the sauce? Like question, everybody knew, everybody was prepared. And when I say prepared, I'm not like they threw me some iceberg lettuce on a rice cake. <laughs> like this was good food specifically made gluten-free. And it was amazing. I never felt like I'm looking at all of you having these great dining experiences and I'm, oh, well, I'll just eat my rice cake over here. I felt a part of it without feeling like a, a big spotlight was on this very inconvenient thing. I was never made to feel like that. And it took a whole stressor out of mealtime, which when we travel, it's often like, you know, my suitcase is half snacks because I never know. If so is mine. Don't feel bad. My suitcase is half snacks too. And I don't have <laughs> celiac disease. That's just the way I travel. So. Right. So I came home. This is the first time I came home with as many snacks in my suitcase <laughs> as I brought because Casey and Dusty, every time I turned around, they were trying to get me to eat a gluten-free cookie or gluten-free cupcake or a protein bar. <laughs> so I never had to go into my own personal stash, not once. But the best thing was that the food wasn't just a substitute. It was incorporated into all the experiences, even at the Playhouse. It mm -hmm. was so great for me. But the bison was the best thing I've ever eaten, oh, hands yeah. down. I'm with you, sister. Um, <laughs> Doobie, what about for you? Um, so when we got to the Brooks Lake Lodge, everyone had been building up the Brooks Lake Lodge. This is like going to be the greatest thing in your life. And we get there and I'm like, you know, this is nice. I'm not an outdoors person. Okay. Um, we get inside, we get the orientation. I'm like, here I am on vacation and they are laying down the laws of the land. This is what time we eat. Make sure you get your activities the night before. And I'm like, why is everyone so crazy about this place? But then we had that first dinner and he gave us tortelloni, which I did not know was distinct from tortellini until that night. But um, he gave us the summer squash tortelloni. I'm a vegetarian, so I have the dietary restriction as well. And that summer squash tortelloni is the best form of pasta I've ever had in my entire life. And that's when I realized Brooks Lake Lodge actually is something special and it opened my mind. And uh, so yeah, that summer squash Tortellini, opening night, Brooks Lake Lodge. And also, I will give an honorable mention to the very simple um, salad that was on the lunch menu. I think it was a peach salad, but it was just a salad with peach and tomatoes and I think goat cheese in the middle. And I, there's no reason a salad should be that good. I can't say a salad's the best thing I had on the, on the trip, but if I could say it, I would. Yeah, you know the rules. You cannot say a salad is the best thing on the trip. Um, well, we love food in my family, so we were excited about about most of the food options for sure, if not all of them. Um, my the favorite meal I had was the first night at Brooks Lake Lodge, and I ordered the prawns. And I don't eat a lot of seafood, but I thought, well, may as well give it a try. And they were amazing. And 
I just couldn't get over how delicious they were. And they melted in my mouth. And I've heard people say that before and I never experienced it. And they did. They melted in my mouth. It was phenomenal. Um, For Jasper, Jasper's a vegetarian. And it was so nice that um, Casey or Dusty would always make sure Jasper had something that he liked. And I think the first night it was at the war at the welcome dinner, Jasper was kind of eyeing the buffet line and thinking, well, I guess this is going to be a salad and bread kind of dinner for me. And then Casey came out of nowhere with a plate of gnocchi and Jasper said it was just delicious. So Jasper really appreciated that. And um, Brennan and Eric liked to eat anything and everything. So they were happy, (laughs) but we were excited that um, they could try bison and different things like that, that they'd never had before. And they also said the bison was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So Nicole, uh, tell us why Brook Lake, Brooks Lake Lodge first night meal was, was the best meal. That bison, man, let me tell you. (laughs) Um, And we found out that all their meat is from Snake River, which is huge in the food and beverage industry because I work in the beverage industry and Alex um, previously worked in the food industry. And when we talked with Ian, the chef, where he got the meat from, we were like, oh, this makes a whole lot of sense now. And he explained where everything was from. And I was like, oh, yeah, we're we're, we're, we're good. We're good. We're set all week. We're good. (laughs) Whatever this man cooks, we're fine. We won't starve at all. Greg and Linda was uh, Brooks Lake Lodge. That especially that first meal was that it for you? For me, yeah. That bison again, like everybody else says, the bison steak was amazing. And she had the prawns. So would you? I love the prawns, and I tried his bison. I'm a very picky eater. Yeah. And I tried the bison, and then the other night we had elk. Yeah, was that an was elk. Good too. Yeah, that was that was yeah. fantastic. But I think my favorite meal was the, the Playhouse. Hmm. I, I went to the Playhouse. The Playhouse was a lot of fun. That was it. The Playhouse. So in Jackson, we we had dinner on our last night in the Jackson Playhouse, which through the years has been, you know, it, it's been at Jackson like since the very beginning. And you are you're served a meal in this in this authentic sort of old saloon, and then brought into the Playhouse where they performed uh Andy get your gun what we didn't realize as it was happening was that our servers were also the performers like doing double and triple duty um, which which was amazing to see like wait a minute Annie Oakley was my server she just brought me iced tea but it, it was it was a, a wonderful meal but going back to Brooks Lake Lodge uh, and Gideon even said uh, uh, Dewey said Gideon talked about having the elk at the lodge which is not you know Gideon's what 14, 15, not always sometimes the most adventurous eaters saying, oh, dad, I think I'm going to order the elk. But everybody that first night got up from dinner. It was like this. And it wasn't sort of being hyperbolic. Like this was the best meal I've ever had. And it's not like they starved us the entire day, which is why it tasted so good. It's a scratch kitchen. It is clearly made with love. That bison was remarkably uh remarkably good and my daughter too can sometimes be picky every single meal she just you know was was head over heels about becky i'm sure you feel the same way it's just this is this is clearly a brooks lake lodge love fest it definitely is and what i love kind of about our little extended family is that we all aren't shy about sharing each other's food. So somebody can order the prawns, which I did, and somebody ordered something else, and somebody had the tortellini. I personally don't want to eat or pet the fluffy cow, so I did not do the bison personally. Um, but I, all right, don't laugh. You're going to laugh, but don't laugh. 
I had for lunch at Brooks Lake Lodge the best grilled cheese sandwich <laughs> and salad on the planet. I'm serious. It was like this mixture of four different awesome cheeses. And then they had this great salad on the side with this most amazing blue cheese dressing that you can tell was just handmade with love. But seriously, I fell in love with the grilled cheese sandwich and then had to have it the next day as well because the food was just that good. I love going out with Becky and especially dining with Becky because it literally is like the beginning part of the scene from when Harry met Sally. Okay, so I'll have the bison, but leave the bison off. Just bring me the lettuce, but put the dressing on the side. And also bring me some toast, but put some cheese on it and grill it together. Somehow she makes the bison into a grilled cheese sandwich. Way, way, way off menu. The hard part here is is that you're not wrong. I'm I'm not going to argue with that whatsoever because you're right. However... It was really, really good. And they accommodated. They they are they, they were so incredibly accommodating. And, the service and let me was mention exceptional. That too, uh, especially uh, with an Adventures by Disney, not just the one that we're on. As as many of you had um, food allergies and or or food um, restrictions, they are so good about it. No matter where you are uh, on the planet, they're very careful about making sure that everybody in the group slash family feels like family and is not left out. And they, we on our side from a travel agency side, give them all the information up front. So even when they do their shopping before the adventure starts, they're thinking about what you need. They they think about the gluten people and the celiacs and um, the vegetarians and making sure that there's something there for everybody. So you don't feel singled out. So you don't feel like, you know, there's there's not going to be anything there for you there to enjoy. I love the way they put such a huge emphasis on that so everyone can dine as a family and enjoy without worrying. And what I love most about Adventures by Disney is the snacks. It's like there's snacks all the time everywhere. You never have to worry about getting a bottle of water or getting a... They literally had like Mary Poppins bags just with filled with unending like varieties of snacks, whether you're on the coach, whether you're on the bus, whether you're on an adventure or you somehow make it to the top of the mountain, they had Reese's peanut butter cups. So like <laughs> there was always a snack and they were always, you know, what they were doing was they were always taking care of you and like Disney, right? Everybody, there are no VIPs because everybody is a VIP. And, and I really want to sort of save this until close to the end and talking about the adventure guides. Um, Dusty, who Becky and I, we've known before, and Dusty's been our guide on Adventures by Disney to the past, including Italy um, this past uh, February, uh, and Casey, who I had never met before. It, it, it's it's hard. Look, I think it, it's difficult for us to convey to somebody who's never been on Adventures by Disney what this experience is like, right? It's, it's what we're trying to do here. I think it's even more difficult to convey just how important and special and exceptional the guides are. Um, You're given oftentimes, and on this Adventures by Disney, there are two Disney cast member guides um, who oftentimes have had adventured before. Casey is an adventurous adventure guide. She is, she is very much an outdoors person, but they bring so much to the experience not just in terms of guiding you along, taking care of you, making sure every single detail 
is taking care is taking care of for you thinking five steps ahead and planning five steps ahead individually and collectively for the group their their expertise their experience their storytelling skills the wealth and the breadth of knowledge that they bring uh, especially Casey uh, so many historical and, and cultural anecdotes that that she shared during the trip um you know and then and then oftentimes you'll have a local guide too we've done this in in international adventures and even here when we were in Yellowstone National Park we had a an, a ranger with us the entire time on our coach and guiding us along so we had not only the quote unquote local guide but the adventure guides as well i would really love to hear from each of you your thoughts your experience um with dusty and with casey um greg and linda well when we first got there we were pu- bringing our luggage into the court the ward hotel and casey was coming in helped us with our luggage she goes oh adventures by disney i'm gonna be your guide one of your guides so we met her like as we walked into the hotel the day before the um we came there a day early so yeah she actually helped us bring our carry-ons up to our room you know we had had those with us so um she was she was amazing and then i'm like oh the other guy's not gonna be anywhere near like this one and then we met dusty (laughs) what a character And, and i mean he and nikki were the reasons i was able to do the the Grand Canyon the, hike. The Grand Canyon hike. And they were just amazing. And when Becky was saying about the grilled cheese, I ordered the grilled cheese the next day at lunch because of seeing Becky having it. Because of Becky. <laughs> and when we were at the Yellowstone, when we had lunch in Yellowstone, yeah. all of a sudden, I think it was Yellowstone, they can't Dusty comes up to me because I'm a picky eater and hands me like a uh, plate of chicken fingers and fries. Oh, that was with the day they did your, gave your son the cake. <laughs> it was like, okay. You know, just, I left it in shit, but it was like, that was nice of him. I you know, say, they, they just went out of their way for everybody. Yeah, they're wonderful. Um, you know, there's, I don't know. I just, they're exceptional people and they are in the right job. Let's put it that way. Doobie, what about for you and your family experiences with the guides? Oh, man, the guides are everything. So I already talked about how great Dusty was with Gideon. Um, but one thing I like, they they always feel like they're friends of yours, even though they are clearly there to take care of you. But, you know, when you're on the cruise, which is my favorite thing in the world, they always feel, the, the people on the cruise ship feel like they are there to take care of you. They are your, quote, servants. Whereas the guides become your friends throughout this. And that's just a much nicer experience. Um, Casey was incredible. There was something about her personality, which was just very steady, very calming. And her combination with Dusty, I can't believe, if I'm not mistaken, they've never worked together before. The two of them together were just a perfect combination. I love Casey. I told her after that I'm not sure I've ever met someone that just impressed me so quickly as you have. She's just, I I love Casey. And, And then the Yellowstone guy you mentioned was Rich. I came to love Rich. Rich had some stories. Well, you guys were off doing artist the Artist Point hike. Um, a few of us stayed in the bus and got to talk to Rich, ask Rich some personal questions. And I love Rich. He was just <laughs> great. Disney not only picks great adventure guides, they pick the great 
on-site on-site guide and yeah, the guides are everything. It was fantastic. Rich was which we learned all about Rich's favorites and Rich don't take no grief from no Rich. Rich takes his job very very seriously, and I and I love that about him. Uh, Stella and Ethan, what about you and your your guide experiences? Uh, they were unbelievable. We met uh, Dusty first in uh, in the lobby of the Wart, and again. I was like, okay, group travel, you know, here he is, the cruise director. He's so energetic. And he was, he was a lot. And I thought, uh-oh, I I can't keep up that energy. And by day, the end of day one, I felt like I had known him all along. And uh, Casey was so remarkable. Like she had a story about Everything that we were encountering, she was so entertaining, yet so organized and so warm and so encouraging, where doing all those things out of our comfort, well, for me, out of my comfort zone, she had a way of making you believe that you could do this. (laughs) You can do it. It's fine. It'll be great. And you believe her, so you do it. And it's amazing. And they seem to be able to solve a problem for you before you realize it's a problem. So I, like I said, I I never was hungry or thirsty or lost or anything. They, they were there and, um, Spraying our faces on the bus. <laughs> so great. Toner time. It was like my face. Big. Um, who does that? Like no one does that for me. So I found that to be a memorable dustyism that I will carry with me. And what about you? Yeah, I, I thought they made a great team. Um, the, between the two of them, Dusty was the entertainment um and uh and Casey was the adults in the room <laughs> <laughs> and, and besides those two um Rich was great uh Brad who um was one of the guides on the hike that we did uh, was a forest service guy um who taught me what minor socks uh are uh for anybody who who went on that hike uh minor or didn't go on that hike minor socks are a type of wildflower uh which i I said it several times on the trip and i I didn't i think maybe somebody mentioned it uh here but um well that was actually something that really surprised me about wyoming is that the amount of wildflowers the variety of wildflowers the 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 brilliant colors everywhere we went um, but minor socks are a particularly stinky uh, flower that we encountered on our hike that actually smell like minor socks. Ew. <laughs> I cannot say how much they made this trip a breeze. So we came in late and we actually missed the dinner at night. So they met with us at nine o'clock at night, did a full run through in 15 minutes. And of course, Alex has to ask a million and a half questions. And I just go with the flow at that point. And he's just like, what about this? What about this? And I'm like, Oh Lord, here we go. And they were so patient with him. And I'm like, okay. And then, um, of course, Alex is like to dusty, where are you from? And he's like, Georgia. And I was like, Oh no, here we go. Georgia and Alabama. God help <laughs> us all. Um, <laughs> and they just were bantering back and forth in case they looked at each other. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. And she's like, Oh no, this is funny. And then, um, 
they literally came to our rescue the night we were supposed to fly back. Um, they, my, our flight was supposed to leave at seven o'clock in the morning and it then got delayed. So they, Dusty was frantically on the phone, changing around the van times. And I know Becky, you mentioned this makes your life so much easier because they take over for you. And I was like, this is nice. I'm, I'm not panicking about having to rearrange a tr- like an Uber or a car to come pick us up. This is fantastic. Um, but again, Dusty and Casey made the trip seamless. And like, I didn't have to worry because again, I'm a planner. So like, if something doesn't go right, I'm like, oh crap, I got to rearrange everything. What do I need to do? And they're like, oh no, no, we got it. And I'm like, okay, sounds good. Um, but yeah, it was, I, I, I'm just shocked they weren't, they've never done this together because they just were so cohesive with one another. Cameron, what about for you? Uh, yeah, Dusty and Casey were amazing. I mean, I agree with everything everybody said. They were a fantastic team. They're fantastic individuals. Um, one thing that we haven't talked about yet is that they took pictures of all of us, a lot of pictures, which was great because when we travel, we hardly have any pictures of the four of us together because I'm taking pictures of Eric and the kids or nobody wants to stop and get a picture taken. But they would, Casey would say, all right, this is a picture spot. Everybody, everybody line up, family one, family two, you'd get in place. They take your picture, you'd move. The next family got in, they'd take their picture, they'd move and they'd get all of our pictures taken in any special location. Like we stopped at the Yosemite or the Yellowstone sign on the way into Yellowstone um, and all kinds of other, you know, scenic and iconic places. And so it was really special to have all those pictures of the four of us, which again, rarely happens. And then pictures of our whole travel family, which was really special too, to get those big group pictures. So that was real an added bonus for sure. And that recap video that they do spoiler alert at the end of, of the adventure by Disney for you. And we get to sort of, you know, see that for the first time together. But I think a lot of you brought up a really important part because I think part of the, the charm and, and appeal, and I think sometimes almost aspect of adventures by disney that is is overlooked because it does happen in the background is the seamless planning and logistics that takes place um these behind the scenes efforts of the guides and obviously you know mouse fan travel and and the, the travel advisors you know beforehand with the trip too but even as the adventures by disney is going on nikki your your story is indicative of not the exception, but the norm. I, I tell the story over and over again because I think it's important. When we went to China and we were, back. I don't know if we were going from Shanghai to Bay. We were going from somewhere to somewhere and we were at the airport. There was a problem with the plane. We didn't know about it. They came over to us, gave us vouchers for food, said, go get something to eat, come back in an hour. In that time, they rebooked us on a new flight, got our bags moved, told the uh, hotel we were going to be arriving late, took care of the transportation. We came back from eating lunch. We boarded the plane and knew you know, nothing different. Imagine if we had to handle that ourselves in a foreign country with a language barrier. God only knows where our luggage might have been or ended up at that time. I, I repeat that story because it's remarkable and it really, it's when something goes wrong or when something needs to happen that, and I don't like calling it like the insurance policy, but this sort of warm, comfortable, protective, huggable, blanket of Disney that the guides provide 
is very comforting. Like it makes a huge difference. And when you need a special dietary requirement, when you need an extra Reese's peanut butter cup, when Casey needs to help the old man at the back of the pack push beyond his limits and get up this mountain that he would not have done otherwise and not make me feel awkward or weird or bad or uncomfortable about it and was sharing stories like it 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 did. It was very, very impactful for me. And I think they were this wonderful yin and yang, Martin and Lewis combination of guides that really was sort of the, the perfect mix. And, and Becky, you know, it's not just Dusty and Casey. This is something that we saw not on just on this ABD, but, you know, knock on wood, it's, it's why these guides are sort of the best of the best of the best, because it is, it's a consistency and it's a reliable consistency on all of the adventures. It is incredibly consistent. Every single one that I've been on, the guides have been top notch. And as many of you mentioned, it's amazing how well they work together. It's the very first time they met. I was in the room when they met each other to say, hello, I'm and I'm, and this is what you're going to do. And this is what you're going to do. Um, every single adventure has that consistency across the board. And I always kind of think of them as um, the decks on the top of the water, that are just floating, but you're not seeing the little legs going hundred million miles an hour underneath the surface. And it's meant to be that way. It's like at Disney, there's backstage things that are going on behind the scenes and backstage. And there's the show on stage. So we as guests get to see the show on stage, not only from the theme parks, but on an adventure by Disney too. They're not going to bother you with these little details because that's the piece. We don't have to think. We just get to enjoy, which is one of the reasons why I love doing ABDs because as Nikki mentioned, yeah, I'm kind of a hood ornament on these. <laughs> they involve me. They tell me what's going on just so that I'm aware, but I'm not running around like a mad person like I normally am on some of our group things because I'm doing their job. And it's it's wonderful to see the cohesiveness of the two, the constant communication. If something is going wrong or if there's a, um, a guest with a, a challenge, they're discussing it. They're talking about it. How can we make this easier? How can we make this experience more um more magical for this family who might be having this challenge. It's such an amazing thing to see both sides of the backstage and the onstage and to see how it so beautifully comes together. And again, it's across the board with every Adventures by Disney I've ever been on. So while you're in love right now with Dusty and Casey, you might go again and meet a couple of others. You're like, oh, my gosh, these guys are the best guys ever. But so were they. How are you going <laughs> to reconcile this? They do such a great job of casting this yeah. role and they work so well together and it makes a great experience for us at the end. Yeah. And it's the, like you said, it's the Disney guides and it's the local <laughs> guides too. I, I yeah. still keep in touch with Tomomi, who was our local guide yeah. in Japan, because you do, you form these bonds and, and, and it's not, it's not, you know, a manifested one just for the trip you do. You sort of, you know, you bond with them as yeah. well. I won't put anybody it, on the spot. Does anybody have, you know, there were so many wonderful moments. There was a lot of laughter. There was tears. There was all these different things. Do you have one sort of standout funny or heartwarming or memorable moment that happened during this trip that you will take with you and remember for years to come? Becky, raising her hand quickly. I do, only because I have to tell this really 
really fast because it's still the thing that sticks in my head. So Rich, our wonderful guide in Yellowstone, he was really amazing and a wonderful storyteller. And we're on the bus and he's telling us about this Phileas W. Norris guy, right? And how crazy he was. Uh, Sorry, slash eccentric. Um, He was one of the superintendents of Yellowstone. One of the very first was telling us about how he only dressed in deer skins and he would walk through the forest and through the smoke of, of the forest fire, the, the uh, sorry, the campfires to scare people and then sit down randomly with people he didn't know and tell them stories. And he was just going on and on about this guy. And um, apparently he's a pretty big deal in Yellowstone. And I've had to do some research since because you guys went all on that wonderful hike and said several of us stand, stayed on the bus and I posted to Facebook and I said, you know, here's some pictures of Yellowstone. Have you ever been here? And in comes my mother-in-law who says, yeah, I've been there several times. And oh, by the way, my great, great, great grandfather is this Phileas W. Norton guy, Norris guy. And I'm sitting there going, great. I'm related to the crazy guy. And so we, we sat there and I talked to nice Lou. I can see the, the expression. Oh, I'm, I'm nodding on video. Sorry. Yeah, you are definitely. <laughs> um, but it was, it was just so cool to put that together. And Rich was amazing with that because then it became, you've got to be kidding me. Well, let me tell you more about this guy. And it, it was just so great to see the passion that they hold about the history and the things that they're doing. So Rich was amazing. I'm related to a crazy guy, and it's it was one of the funniest moments of the entire trip, besides taking you down and calling your bluff at poker. Moving on. <laughs> Anybody else? I think I just like I think I just like with everybody and meeting everybody. I think that was my favorite part. And I've always wanted to see Yellowstone, so I liked that. Doobie, what about for you? I just wanted to, I know we've mentioned poker a couple of times, but I wanted to make sure it got its proper due. All three <laughs> nights, all three nights at, at Brooks Lake Lodge, um, I, the poker table came out. The first night your son had it, Nick had it. I don't know if it was his idea, but it came out and immediately we're like, yeah, let's play poker. And we had the table filled with eight or nine people all three nights, um, played a full tournament, um, which, you know, you lose your money, you're out, you get a winner on both the second and third night. Lou won the second night. Linda won the third night. Becky played hard to the end on every night, but always got defeated. I have never laughed hey. so much. <laughs> <laughs> laughed so you're much. a horrible bluffer, by the way. I know your tells. Do we don't I'm lie. Do we don't lie. Do we don't bluff. Sorry. Do we don't bluff. Linda, Linda's a liar. Do we don't bluff. <laughs> got it. And... You know, it's, it's a great way to get to know people in something that's just such an informal way. Your daughter, who I probably would not have hardly talked to other than that, it was it was nice to get to to meet your daughter Lou um, and Linda. I talked to you anyway, but you were just so meek over there, and yet you took us all out that last day. It was just great. So if you go, if you take an ADD Wyoming, you go to Brooks Lake Lodge, pull out the poker table. Trust me, you don't even have to know how to play. I've never played Texas Hold'em in my life. You'll figure it out. And you will have a good time. That is that is my tip for the day. The competitive spirit between all of these people was just shocking to me. It was, it was hey, let's have Becky. this friendly little game of poker. It was what? You're projecting. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> friendly little game of poker. I, I'm going to remember that. Uh, anybody else a uh, funny or a memorable story or, or just a memory of Cameron? Uh, well, one thing I hadn't expected was on the... 
three-hour drive on the coach from um, Yellowstone to Brooks Lake Lodge. Towards the end of the trip, Dusty and Casty decided it was time to play trivia. <laughs> and so they split the bus up into two teams. And that was way more fun than I thought it would be. They had all kinds of different categories, including Disney and things specific to the trip, like, you know, Yellowstone and um, Jackson Hole and different different topics like that. Um, and it was just really fun to play that with with our friends who we'd only known for a couple of days, but they made that a lot of fun and it really helped pass the time um, for the, the end of that three hour drive. Yep. And, and the moose drawing. But I mean, that's that's what it is, right? When you when we talk about this and, and try and compare and contrast and adventures by Disney experience to other travel and, and vacations you've had in the past. It's different. It, it It's its own very different, very unique animal that, you know, I, I started this conversation off by talking about our expect, expectations going in and what we thought it was going to be. And as we come out on the other side, I, I'm what I'm, if I'm reading the room correctly and certainly reading the, the feelings of myself and, and my family is ABD does not meet expectations. It far surpasses them. Um, it is full of surprises and aspects that exceed what you anticipate when you're going in. And I think it's it's the reason why it becomes so emotional, uh, so memorable, and and you know uh, the emotional pendulum swing, swings both ways. There was incredible amounts of laughter and and wonderful tears at the end. We could talk about this and and sort of, you know, dig even deeper all night long. But if you had to use one word to sum up your overall WDW Radio Adventures by Disney to Wyoming experience, what would it be and why? I will randomly pick a name out of the hat. Doobie raised his hand, so Doobie, you can go first. Sorry, but people wanted to think, but I'm ready. I'm channeling Dusty here. It is family. The word is family because I went to this thing and I made um, my count is right, 24, maybe 26 new family members. And um, ultimately, that's what life's all about, isn't it? So I'll go with that. That is an appropriate and great word. Um, Nikki? I was going to say relaxing. <laughs> I know the first couple of days, I'm like, we were go, 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 but like, Brooks Lake Lodge was just the cherry on the top and it was like a vacation finally kicked in and we're going to actually relax. Who relaxed? It was exhausting. I needed, I was sore for two days. Well, that was your choice. <laughs> you can definitely relax. Totally relaxed. It was great. I wouldn't call that hike I relaxing, mean, but it was worthwhile. <laughs> I mean, we drank and we watched uh, Becky shoot archery and like Fred and not. So, <laughs> We were very strategic. Hike in the morning, drink in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> they went. They went off script. That was on there. They created their own adventure. Uh, Greg and Linda, what about for you guys? One word. For me, one word would be quality, and it's just the high quality of what ABD provides. You know, just it's worth the money. <laughs> you know, it's just things you get to do that you couldn't do on your own, and they make sure it's a very high quality experience. I, would do I think I was. I would say it was like the best experience. Okay. The best. I just felt, felt like we had the best guides, the best people who planned it. Thank you, Lou and Becky. <laughs> um, 
the best family. I never hesitate to travel with either of you. I can't wait to do a, a DVD, um, an ABD again. Uh, we'll we'll get to what's coming next when, <laughs> at, when before we wrap up. Um, Stella and Ethan. Uh, for me, I think the word would be unforgettable. Um, from the people, the places, the things I did, um, mostly the people. But what about you? For, for me, it would be outstanding. Um, it really did exceed my expectations going into it. And we we joke that he's the CFO of our family. <laughs> so if he um, can see the value, could could we have done this cheaper? Maybe. But um, I do all the work when we travel, and I didn't want to do that. So to me, it it was perfect, unforgettably perfect. Cameron? Um, my word has to be amazing because I just kept saying that throughout the whole trip. I mean, amazing people, amazing scenery, amazing activities, amazing food, amazing lodging. It just, it was all amazing. Merida, uh, Becky? <laughs> no see i really needed a moving target it would have been great if you would have just put a little target vest on you and ran around a few times it could have really mind you these are real set. arrows becky is talking about <laughs> <laughs> well they were pretty dull just just fyi um oh my gosh the, the family is a good one value is a good one and value is kind of where i was going for a second there in hopes of of kind of telling that story but i'm going to say memorable because I think at every turn, there was something memorable, whether it be the food, whether it be the activity, whether it be their your faces, whether it be the stories, whether it be the stupid moose pictures, <laughs> um, the the elk that was not an animatronic, by the way, that was on the right-hand side of the bus. And I posted a picture of the elk and someone's going, that's the coolest animatronic ever. So it's not, it's a real moose. <laughs> um, I, I think standing there and waiting for 50 minutes for old faithful to decide when to go off. All of those things were just wonderful memories that I'm going to hold with me forever. And every adventures by Disney that I walk away with some of the best stories of, of travel come from adventures by Disney. So I'm going to say memorable you, you know what? I'm going to go with, with the first thing that came to mind. And, and I know I'm like, uh, sappy guy but and follow me around the room with this the word that came to mind first was love and i know you're like black really bungelo but i i did like you know i i travel a lot for for what i do both on the disney side and uh, you know on speaking and things like that and and i often travel alone and there's nothing like traveling with family i was able to travel for the first time in, in a long time with with my entire family and you my extended family and the the love that you shared amongst each other and, and with me made my experience. It's not the places you go. It's the people that you get to experience it with. Had I done this trip alone or with people I didn't know, it would be very different. So I loved the places. I loved you. I loved the guides, the authenticity, the, the idea of creating your own adventure, the, the story that it's hassle-free, learning to do more than you thought that you could, and the camaraderie, and tea time, and cowboy coffee, and the edutainment, and 
the going outside your comfort zone and the laughter and the fun I did. I just loved every aspect of this. And it's sort of, it's the recurring theme when we do these ABDs and we do them not as a group, but when we do them as a family. And hopefully this has sparked in you a little inspiration to do future adventures. Um, we talked about this a little bit on the um, on the ABD, but for any and or all of you, is this something you would want to do again? Would you consider doing another WDW Radio Group Adventures by Disney? And if so, where would you like to go? Do be first to raise his hand. You're such a good student. <laughs> um, so not only would I do it again, it is the only way I would to do it. So you need to go places I want to go to because I love the WDW Radio ABD. And now for the first time, I have an interest in doing a WD Radio cruise when I never really did before. So, Lou, you're doing your job. Um, <laughs> I, I want to go to Europe. I want to do the London Paris. You've probably done it already, but do it again for me. And then, of course, I want to go to Japan because I think that's probably the only way I would be willing to go to Japan is through ABD. So those are my choices for you, Lou. Either order. Well, Either I got order, good I'm news fine. and <laughs> semi-good news. So we are going to to London and Paris. In in I knew Becky was going to say it. I knew it. We're going <laughs> in uh, May of 2024. It is currently sold out. So Becky in the chat goes back to back, back to back, ABD London Paris. <laughs> We can talk about that offline. Uh, we are planning on going to Japan again in 2025. We don't have timetables as yet, but it is something that um, absolutely loved and, and want to do again. And I know a lot of people have asked uh, about going to do um, Japan again. And uh, we got some cruise stuff in the works. So stay tuned. I love, listen, I, I told you, I, I love you and I love your family. That goes not just for you, Dewey, but but all of you as well. I would love to vacation with you again. Anybody else want to do another ABD, Cameron? Um, yeah, uh, we definitely would love to do another ABD. It'll probably have to be a WDW Radio ABD because it was amazing being with you all. Um, so other than um, England and France, <laughs> um, I would love to go to the Canadian Rockies and Costa Rica. Oh, those are my two. Hmm. I'm making notes. <laughs> oh, I am too. <laughs> so what, just very quickly, what is it in or at or about Costa Rica? Um, I went to Costa Rica on a chorus trip in college and I'd love for my family to experience it because we got to um, go to a volcano and go to the rainforest and went whitewater rafting and it was neat being in a, in such a different culture. Nice. Uh, Greg and Linda, I saw your hand shoot up. I I have to go with Cameron. I would love to go to Costa Rica. And I'd like to do the one in California. Oh, ABD, we did it. Okay, Southern California. Yeah, yeah the Southern California the back. with state. Yeah, well, once you retire, you'll be able to. Right. Um, and I, I would love someday to get to Norway to see the fjords and possibly Iceland, you know, those type of areas. I mean, that's my dream to go to them, them someday. Becky is like texting do me going, don't you dare say anything about our plans to do California again. All right, I won't. I will not say anything <laughs> about any of that. Let's forget it. Nikki? You did Egypt and Morocco. Hey, now. 
Um, I highly recommend Turkey. Turkey is fantastic. Um, so if you did like a Mediterranean Turkey, Greece, and Italy again, just some noodling. Egypt but is Egypt. very, very high on the list. And I think the only way I would do Egypt would be through Adventures by Disney. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. That's one of those itineraries that I think we need to do, but only an ABD is going to have that yeah. safety and security mm-hmm. issue. Yeah. 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 And we have, obviously, we have our, our uh, Danube River Cruise, our Christmas Market River Cruise coming up this December. Becky, I think we still have some availability for some yeah. staterooms. Yeah. yeah, there's still availability. We can, that's one of those ones that we can sell it up until the time we sail or until the cabins sell out. So, and that's not, it's not ABD, but it's Nat Geo. It's the first time we're doing a Nat Geo expedition, which I am going to assume I'm going to go out on a limb here. It's going to be a very similar type of experience, a little bit more intimate in, in not like being on a giant cruise ship, but on one of the small river cruises and being able to hop on and hop off. And everybody keeps telling me gingerbread and sausage, gingerbread and sausage and Christmas markets. So and black licorice, and black licorice. So. <laughs> seriously, and mold wine. There's so much. And yeah, there's only like 110, 120 people most on these. So there's, I think, 70 cabins total, small, intimate time to hang out together. It's a great yeah. experience and wrap in Christmas markets. It's well, and that's Perfection. what I love about the things that we do, right? We we do these sort of intimate experiences together that create familial relationships and and friendships that will hopefully continue on uh, beyond the, the the you know the week that we spent together on the adventure. Um, I, listen, I cannot thank you enough, not just for for spending time tonight recapping and recounting and and sharing some of the laughters, but so sharing some of the laughter, but. You know, I, I told you this at the very beginning of the ABD, and I mean this sincerely. Like, I know that it is investment, and you can choose to spend your time and spend your vacation and spend your your resources going anywhere and and doing anything. And it means more to me than you know that you have that that trust and confidence in, in me. And certainly, none of this happens without Becky and and everything that happens sort of behind the scenes with with the travel advisors at at mouse fan travel but uh, i really sincerely appreciate you and i thank you for helping to create uh, a a vacation that i will never ever forget so uh, thank you for tonight thank you for the memories and i look forward to hopefully adventuring with all of you again soon thank you thank you thank you thank you It's time for our Walt Disney World Trivia Question of the Week, where I invite you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World history, or I want to see how well you pay attention to the details and what you see, hear, remember, maybe even tasted. And if you think you know the answer, you can enter for a chance to win a Disney prize package. And this week's trivia contest is once again brought to you, I mean it, by you. Because as part of the WW Radio Nation, you help bring every episode of the show to life. Every live broadcast, the contests, giveaways, and events, they are all thanks to, by, for, with, and more importantly, about you. You can find out how you can help the show for as little as a dollar per month and get a cool exclusive rewards every month like scavenger hunts, 
trivia quests, take part in our monthly group video calls, get access to our private Facebook group, their shirts, stickers, monthly care packages, a few other surprises I'm working on, and much more. More importantly, I love being able to say thank you and give back to you each and every month because I am so grateful to you and for you and for the love and support and friendship and help that you give to me and the show and our community. I want to thank some new and longtime members of the Nation family, including Mary Purvis, Andrew Klein, David Smith, Marilyn Chandler, and Aaliyah Stewart. And if you want to find out how you can help the show and join the Nation family, you can visit www.radio.com support. Now, before we get to this week's question, let's go back, review last week's, and select our winner. So last week, I took you over to Pleasure Island and asked you to tell me who once served as the icon and really sort of the mascot of Pleasure Island. There was a character that for a time was featured on the logo and really was sort of known as the mascot for Pleasure Island. So first things first, I thought this one was going to be a lot trickier, but clearly you know your Walt Disney World and Pleasure Island history because so many of you got it correct and know that we were talking about none other than the Funmeister. I'm not kidding. This moon-faced mascot that sort of screamed 80s was, for a time, found everywhere on Pleasure Island on guidebooks and mugs and t-shirts It was basically like a man's body with a giant sunglass-wearing moon on his head. If it sounds like a McDonald's commercial, you're not that far off. But if you remember the logo, he was bright and he had confetti all around his head. And Imagineers created this, this very sort of elaborate backstory for him. Because remember, Pleasure Island, like everything else, was rooted in story. I think many, many years ago, we sort of talked about the history and story of Pleasure Island. If not, I'll have to do it soon. Because Meriwether Adam Pleasure was the person who established Pleasure Island. And the Funmeister was this legendary ancient half-moon-faced being that representative of the the sharing of laughter and the celebration of life. And again, according to story, Pleasure had this mystical vision of the Funmeister that told him to travel to Central Florida in the early 1900s. There he establishes Pleasure Island and then through these grand celebrations and counting down to New Year's every single night, even long after Pleasure's mysterious disappearances and the island sort of was reclaimed as a hot night spot for Walt Disney World guests. Maybe I do need to do a really deep dive into Pleasure Island one of these days. Anyway, the Funmeister eventually faded away, but really as late as around 2010, there were a couple of remnants of the Funmeister that were still around Pleasure Island. Sorry, Disney Springs. If you looked hard enough, there was one atop a pole on Sosa Cigars and there was also a drink named after him over at the Margarita Bar. But alas, Funmeister, may you rest in... Oh, there was also a Park Stars like minifigure that they released many, many years ago when the Vinylmations and the Park Stars figures were popular. If you were or are a collector, you may have one on your shelf or in your garage somewhere. Anyway, I took all the correct entries, randomly selected one, and last week, you were once again playing for a WW Radio mug, a pin, and a mystery prize. I'm going to throw something in from Disneyland Paris once again. And last week's winner, randomly selected, is Francine Lynn. So, Francine, congratulations. I'll get your prize package out to you right away. If you played last week and didn't win, don't sweat it, because here's your next chance to enter in this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. 
We're going to stick with the history theme, but go from Pleasure Island, downtown Disney, Disney Springs, over to Epcot Center. Because back in 1993, the America Gardens Amphitheater at the U.S. Pavilion was remodeled and updated specifically to help introduce what show? What type of show was introduced in 1993 that sort of necessitated an update to the America Gardens Amphitheater at the American Adventure Pavilion. You have until Sunday, August 20th at 11.59 p.m. Eastern to go to www.radio.com, click on this week's podcast, use the form there. Again, this week, you're going to play for the mug, the pin, and a mystery prize. So good luck and have fun. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in this week, every week, whether you are a first-time listener or have been part of the WW Radio family for years. I sincerely appreciate you. I know how valuable your time is, and I am grateful that you spend and share it with me. I'd love to know from you, where would you like to go on a future WW Radio Adventures by Disney cruise or group trip? Come be part of the community and conversation over in the clubhouse at www.radio.com slash clubhouse. You can also email me, lou at www.radio.com. Better yet, call the voicemail at 407-900-9391. That's 407-900-WDW1. Let me know. I'll play it on the air. You can also connect with me on social. I am at Lou Mangiello on Instagram, X, LinkedIn, Facebook, I think that's it. You can also like the WW Radio page on Facebook at facebook.com slash WW Radio. And of course, as much as I love connecting and getting to know you on social, nothing continues to be a handshake and a hug. And our next meet of the month is going to be this Saturday in Walt Disney World in Epcot Center. It's during Food and Wine Festival. It's also crazy hot outside, so I promise it's going to be inside at the Brewing Labs at the Odyssey from 10.30 to 11.30 a.m. You can come there early, come by yourself, bring the whole family, and then spend the day wandering, grazing around the Food and Wine Festival. And speaking of events, there are now only four seats left for my Momentum Weekend Workshop in Walt Disney World, September 29th through October 1st. This 50-person, one-room, three-day workshop will help you launch, grow, and monetize your business and brand, learn practical and tactical lessons, start implementing them while you're in the room, network with other like-minded entrepreneurs, and really help you turn what you love into what you do. For more information to secure a ticket and take advantage of our $100 off coupon, use discount code unlock 100 visit loumangelo.com slash momentum you can also find a full list of our sessions and speakers and if you have any questions just email me lou at www.radio.com and whether you're coming down for momentum your next trip to walt disney world out for a disney cruise to disneyland aulani or anywhere on this big blue world of ours please go and visit my friends over at mousefantravel.com they are my official and recommended travel provider for more than 17 years because it's who i use It's who I recommend because it's who I trust. And it's more than just about getting discounts and the best possible prices. It really is about the incredible level of personal attention and service that the Mouse Fan Travel Advisors give each and every one of their clients. They treat them like family because we are one big happy family. And to get a free no obligation quote, visit mousefantravel.com. 
And as always, my friend, and you are my friend, whether we have met yet or not, all I ask is that if you like the show, please help spread the word. How? By sharing a link to this or your favorite episode on social. Tag me at Lou Mangiello. Please tune in and invite a friend to join you for WW Radio Live every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on Facebook. Live video conversation and chat. We'll talk about Adventures by Disney. I have a special guest coming on this week. That's Wednesday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern at www.radiolive.com. Please rate and review the show in your favorite podcast app. And finally, please remember that our days are filled with choices and you have the power to embrace positivity, spread kindness, and let your actions inspire others to do the same. So as you go out into the world every day, whether it's virtually online or you put on pants and go out into the world, make every decision that you make a testament to the incredible impact of simply choosing the good. I love you. I appreciate you. If there's ever anything I can do to help you, to say thank you to you, please reach out and let me know. I hope to see you Wednesday night on the live show this Saturday in Epcot and right back here again next week. So until next time, I love you. I appreciate you. See ya. Hey, Lou, this is Mary calling from Chicago. I'm calling with my pick for one of the top 10 places I would like to spend the night at Walt Disney World, and I would like to spend the night in the Peter Pan's flight ride in the Darling's bedroom. I would sleep in Wendy's bed, and I would love to just look over the night lights of London, and I would hope, hope, hope that maybe Peter Pan would come to the window and surprise me. All right, I enjoy your show so much. Thank you. Lou, uh, this is Peter Doherty in uh, the Washington, D.C. area. I am a longtime listener, not as long as some of your listeners. But I just had to call because I listened to the Where Would You Like to Sleep episode, and it kind of blew my mind. I thought there were a few places, and, and there were just tons. And then I thought of others that you didn't mention. For instance, the the upper floors of the village in Pirates of the Caribbean, where by day and probably late into the night, they are singing at the top of their lungs and, uh, and they're most likely drinking heavily. I just wonder how late they actually go, because at some point everybody's got to get some rest, right? So I think eventually that would be a nice place to stay as long as nobody throws a bottle through your window. Just thought I'd share. Thanks. First time I've called. I love your show. Thank you very much. Hey, Lou. It's Christine Morrison from Flowertown, Pennsylvania. I'm in the yard with the doggies, and I am listening to you and Tim Foster, your top ten places you want to spend the night. And totally, totally agree with, with Tim that I want to spend the night in the Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse. That was one of my favorite movies growing up. Um, I used to fantasize about having a treehouse like that. I thought it was absolutely magnificent, and I would spend the rest of my life with something like that. I also would love to spend the night in the Mexico Pavilion. When you walk in and when you look up, it looks like there's these little apartments, little hotel rooms, with little um, balconies. I would like to stay in one of those because I can just imagine how cool they would look inside. Or in the Ratatouille section of France, um, above the ride, it also looks like there's little French 
Parisian apartments, I would love to uh, go in one of those. So I really am enjoying this episode a lot, and I just had to stop to let you know my thoughts. Everybody have a wonderful day. Make someone smile. And I'm not sure if there's any room left for momentum or not, uh, if there's any seats left, but if you're on the fence about going, um, definitely go. We're all going to be there, all the cool kids. So have a wonderful day. Make someone smile. Bye-bye.